Hi, I'm Ash, and you're listening to Motor Mouthin Mamas. So you guys are probably wondering where Jill is. Um, Jill is not feeling great. Um, she's got a little bit of a cold, and um, I actually had some time today to interview one of my friends named Angela, and she is going to talk a little bit about adoption with us. And I've never really known anybody that my age or around my age that has adopted a child. And if I have, and I don't remember who it is, I'm sorry, but Angela popped into my mind. So Angela, how are you today? I'm doing great. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. So a little bit about, I just want to start with uh, what made you want to adopt? I know you have a daughter I that do. you guys biologically have. Yes. So I was just curious as to why adoption. Well, um, that's a great question. So, and I was, as I think about like, I'm on the spot. How do I, I know. answer this appropriately? <laughs> um, so I feel like my husband and I, we had such a hard time having my daughter. Mm-hmm. We really had to look at what was the best option for us to continue to grow our family. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have one child, your first child and you think, especially like growing up, you like have a dream of having a family. I didn't want a generous family, but I definitely wanted to have more than one child, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I didn't want to have my daughter be an only child and not have that experience of having siblings. And yeah. so we kind of we went back and forth for a few years about what we would do. Because when you say the word adoption, kind of like as I was thinking about that when I was coming over here, it's like saying you're from the United States. Like, what does that even mean? Like, yeah. where are you from? What are you doing? Like, you know, what county, what state? Yeah. And so it's a very broad subject. But to really be honest, what led us to adoption was to grow our family. Yeah. Very simply, very simply put. So. And you felt like that was the best route for you guys versus trying to have another one biologically? Yes. Just I had a lot of complications. Oh, okay. And so, um, you know, I my heart goes out to people who have infertility issues. My issue was a little different. It wasn't getting pregnant wasn't the hard part. It was what my body could actually do. Mm. So I had a complication that made it difficult for me to have children in the future. Oh, and I, I was just, I was just not willing to, you know, continually hurt my body in the process of wanting to grow my family. Yeah. I wanted to be more present with my kids and active and able to help. So that makes a lot of sense. I know yeah. I have a few friends that, they didn't have a hard time getting pregnant, but while they were pregnant, they were miserable. They, I don't know what it's called when you have like severe morning sickness. Mm-hmm. It's a, I don't know the word where they're just throwing up constantly. I had one friend who had to be put in the hospital and have an IV because she was so dehydrated. Oh. And for her, that was enough. Like she had two kids. That was enough for her to be like, I'm, I can't have any more. My body literally can't handle it. And so I'm imagining like, yeah, if your body, if you're in bed, how are you going to take care of your previous children if you are pregnant with another one? So I completely understand why some women are like, you know what, I'm fine with the one or I'm fine with my two because my body just is so sick or like you said, you have complications and you don't want to risk your health, which is completely understandable. I mean, that's what happened with my son. I had a uterine rupture with him and we wanted to have more than two, but I'm not willing to possibly die in the process of having a third. So (laughs) I get that. I completely understand that. So, And you like, you know, it's one of those things where 
I think women, we don't talk about that enough. Like, that right. could be a whole other podcast. Is, I mean, do. I talked about but, my C section. It, it's, yeah, it's a whole other <laughs> idea we could talk about. But yeah. yeah, there are so many, I'm sure there are so many reasons why someone would want to adopt besides infertility and besides maybe wanting to grow their family. So I just was curious as to, to why we pursued yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. adoption's been something that we've like talked about a little bit Mm -hmm. just because I think it'd be fun to, you know, grow our family and maybe bring in a child that really needs a loving home. Um, So I wanted to know like the process of that because I literally have no idea. Like I have no idea how to contact an agency, like nothing. (laughs) So if you could kind of give us a little bit of the lowdown on that. Well, you start what you're thinking and how you're feeling is exactly where we started. (laughs) So it's a good spot. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, honestly, I'll step back a little bit. It took my husband about me and him, you know, as we discussed and trying to do this process about two years. Oh, okay. So that was like from the time we decided. Yeah. In 2019, we just like, we finally said, okay, we're going to make this announcement to our friends and our family. We're going to move forward. And we don't know how that's going to look. Right. We don't know where we're going to go, but we're just letting you know we're doing this. Mm -hmm. We're going forward. So I started by... um, talking to people or reaching out to people and reading blogs about adoption and what venue, cause like you have international, oh. you have private adoption, you have foster to adopt. Like there's so many different venues you can go through. Right. And so we just kind of went through and we're like, okay, are we willing to do this? If we are okay, that we'll move in that direction. If not, I think we're going to move over to this direction. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I started with the process of elimination. So there's just so many avenues. Yes. And I've heard of fostering to adopt. So that fostering, can you explain the difference between fostering and adoption? Yes. So it's a different mindset in the sense of when you want to become a foster parent, your goal is different. Okay. When you want to foster to adopt, again, your goal is different. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be honest with yourself. Like when you foster, you need to be okay with the reunification process. With their family. And doing visits, talking mm-hmm. to bio family, going to court dates, you know, being okay with that not being your goal of growing your family in mm-hmm. a sense of you're going to adopt that child, but you're going to help another family become whole again Got it. if they can yeah based on whatever their needs are right their situation and yes whatnot. okay yes and so you have to kind of prepare yourself it's a very different mindset some people are super successful with it yeah other people go in and go i can do it and then they get too attached it's attachment yeah. and then they get it's a hard it's hard for them that's what i would be afraid of because i love kids so i'm i don't i don't know if i could do the foster t- route because I would be like, oh, I love this child so much. And then their family is able to take them back in. And I'd be like, I don't want to let it go. So (laughs) I don't know if fostering would be a good idea for my my husband and I. I think just being able to adopt right away, knowing that this child will be ours and there would be no like, I don't know how to explain, like no way of that baby or that child being taken away kind of thing. Because for me, I just would be devastated if well, and it is, it's a process, and you have to realize, even in the foster to adopt community, mm-hmm. and even in this process, it's always a p- possibility. Yeah. Because you have to also recognize everything is an ongoing investigation. Okay. So even though you get a placement, not everything is set in stone, because on the county's part, they're still looking 
and trying to find, is there bio family that is eligible? You are always going to be reminded, even mm-hmm. in the foster to adopt situation, that you are you know, not the A option, the B option, or maybe even the C option until everything else has been decided that, okay, this is, they are permanency. This family now can become a permanency plan and they are number one, but there's a process for that. Wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So here's what I recommend. If you're wanting to go through fostering to adopt, Mm -hmm. get an agency because an agency is your advocate. Okay. So for example, I only see our county worker once a month. I see the agency that we chose to have us work with the county every week. Oh, wow. And then, so they are really our support. They Mm -hmm. have uh, social workers on staff. So like if I have questions or concerns, I can go to them and then they can recommend, oh, this is what you should do or the route you should take. Let's also include the county worker on this. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So a lot of people will get uh, certified just through the county and go that way. But I wanted to have some help in the process of doing this because it's a little overwhelming. I imagine. I imagine. (laughs) Like, just thinking about it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I would not want to do this by myself. Like, of course, you'd have your family and your your spouse. But, like, I would, like, need someone that knows exactly what they're doing because I'd be like, what? Or who – and every case is different. Right. Like, there's no child or no sibling set or any situation that has the same circumstance. There's so many variables that it's like – I need to know somebody that understands the rules. Of the All laws. the variables. Yes, yeah. Yes. For sure. Exactly. Wow. That's, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. So, and when we were in the process, we looked at five or six different agencies. And again, I just started with the process of elimination. Mm-hmm. My big thing was I needed an agency that had a 24 hour, seven days a week hotline number after hours. Okay. So if there was something that went wrong, I could call. Right. And they would be there to help me. Got it. Not every agency offers that. Oh, not a, every agency is different. Wow. Everyone is funded differently. So you have to really do your due diligence on. We were really wanting a nonprofit, uh-huh. somebody that was federally funded in programs and stuff. And then also one that could pr- really provide that extra support that we needed. Wow. So do your due diligence is what I'm saying. OK, that is good to know. People listening, if you're wanting to adopt <laughs> research, research, research is basically <laughs> what you're saying. Yes. Um, um, and then you currently have a little boy. We actually have two. Oh, you have two. So we have a sibling set. Oh, you do? We were open to a sibling set. So oh, we have okay. um, his brother, who he initially first got a call about. And then, again, when they did an investigation, mm-hmm. they found his other brother. Oh, my gosh. So were they, yes. com- they were separated. Yes. Well, um, without saying too much about the bio family situation, I can say a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, mom... Uh, was a drug user Mm -hmm. and she uh, did not have any prenatal care. And so when she went to have little brother, the Mm -hmm. baby, she actually went to the urgent care. Oh, and I think, I mean, you never want to speculate. You never want to assume why they're doing certain things, but I think it was to avoid being tested to see if she had drugs in her system. And do they not do that at urgent care? Well, I, mean, I don't is, know. Is urgent care really set up for that? I guess you're right. <laughs> That's true. I was like, yeah, they don't really do that, do they? No. And so regardless, okay. like urgent care, obviously calls yeah. the hospital and they right. have to get taken to the hospital. Right. At which point then, you know, they tested positive for drugs. Mm-hmm. Our little guy had to go to a rehab facility. Oh. And then again, you know, like, but it was... 
it's such a hard thing to think about these little babies and the things that they go through. But our little guy was a fighter. Oh, good. And we love him. And like, that was where we picked him up from. You picked him up from the hospital? We picked him up from the rehab facility. Oh, okay. Um, He had to go under a detox program. Oh, I can't imagine that on a little baby's body. Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. It's a, that is a whole, that's a whole other story to yeah. go into those facilities and to see all the babies. Like, it's just very, it's very overwhelming. Oh, I'm sure. Well, we ended up finding out that when they furthered the investigation, they mm-hmm. found his brother. And, and he's, nobody knew he's about, an older brother? His older brother. Nobody okay. knew about him. Oh, my gosh. And so then we got a call, and we said, absolutely, we would love to have him and his brother. Because yeah. we were always open for a sibling set. So. Oh, that's amazing. So what's the age difference between them? So my daughter is six. Okay. Our foster son is five. He just turned five. And then the baby is going to be a year next month. Oh. So. Okay. So I saw, I remember seeing pictures. I think you guys went to Disneyland, right? And yes. And you had put a little yeah. emoji over his face. I don't remember. I was going to say, I know I, that's why I thought I saw only one boy because yes. I only saw pictures of him. But now that makes sense because he's, the the other one's a baby. Yeah. We, I'm like, we love Disney Club, but taking a baby is like, it's work. As it you is know. work. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure you were either wearing him when you took pictures and that's yeah. why he wasn't, but that's well, why I thought it was one. And we had family help. So like, you know, it's a lot for him to do all day because when we don't have passes, you can go for a few hours. Right. Now we're going all day. It's yeah. You're like, you want to make it worth it because you don't live super close. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> but that's so fun that you guys got to take them. Yeah. It was, and it was his first time to Disneyland. I'm sure. Amazing. He was just eating it all up. So. Oh, and how, and I'm blanking on your daughter name Madison Madison I was gonna call her Maddie yeah but that's, no, people call her oh, okay yeah <laughs> um so how is Madison taking to the boys you know that was one of my biggest concerns because that's a concern like if we were planning on adopting I would be like you know with Brooklyn she saw my belly getting bigger and growing so she knew like a baby brother was coming so if yes. I were to just have this child come in even if they weren't a baby just some child come in They'd be like, who's this child? And yeah. so I imagine it would be a, a transition and it'd be very hard, I feel like, to warm up to the to the kids, I'm sure. Well, we did a lot of talking about it and preparing for it. And okay. I included her in much as much of the process as I could. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like, well, we decorated the boys' room. Oh. She was very much a part of that. Like, oh, let's go get the bedding. Let's go get the wall declouds. Oh, that's like, perfect. Let's do stuff that she felt included and we would talk about it with her. So it wasn't like a total surprise. Like one day there's these kids in her right. home that she didn't know yeah. that was coming to her home. Yeah. You kind of had her anticipated. But and that is one of those things where you're like, just like with having a new baby, yeah. are they going to mesh with your right. children? Right. Like you just, you know, in some ways there is some similarities of an adjustment period you go through, but I can tell you it was the most beautiful thing when Aww. we got, um, I can't say his name on here, but I'm That's like, fine. I wish I could. That's okay. Well, we had our little boy come. We had, we got his brother a week earlier and he came into our house and he was very afraid. You know, the social worker told me she, he did not talk at all. Oh, at all for like three hours. I had to do like an intake on him and he wouldn't talk. Oh my gosh. So when he came to our home, he walked in and my daughter went right over to him and she goes, Oh my goodness. I'm so happy you're here. Do you want to see your room? We worked so hard on it. Aww. And I was just like, you don't know how kids are going to respond. I'm like, right. going, okay. Did you he, cry? I would have immediately started crying. I mean, it's, it's one of those very <laughs> surreal experiences. Yeah. Like, you're like, I don't know how to react because I've been taking it. Yeah. But he looked right at her. He goes, 
yeah, I want to see my room. And he went in and he looked immediately. They were like, look at these toys. Look at all this stuff. Like, oh, that's so cool. I have my own bed. Like he was just very excited. That's so good. That's a, yeah. that's like, I feel like that's like, a, what's the word? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you're like, it's lots well, of experience like, that you yeah. want for this. this yes. Trial. Like you're not, ex- you're not sure what to expect, but that's the best outcome. Yes. That's the word I was yes. trying to think of. The best outcome yes. you could think of. Cause you're kind of probably like, keep your expectations low. Yes. Cause you're not sure. And then when they up, go above your expectations, you're like, okay, cool. Like, this is better than I could have thought. Yes. Great. <laughs> yes. Well, and then also, too, it just affirms to me that it's an interesting process as we've gone through this. I've really developed uh, a testimony, I guess you could say, or even um, an appreciation for what I know these kids go through. And I know that God looks out for them. Yeah. Like, I mean, hands down, like, there's no way we could have ever planned for the best outcome that we received. And I know God is aware of children, like mm-hmm. hands down. Like he, he knows where they need to go. Right. Um, I was curious um, about like the financial aspect of this. So yes, absolutely. What if someone is wanting to adopt, but they may feel like, oh, I don't know if we make enough money to do that. Or like, what is the yes. financial aspect on that? Like, yes. is it super, expensive to do this or like what what can you say about that i really actually appreciate that because that was one of those bullet points i really do want to talk about because it is one that a lot of people want to know and i think they should know yeah every right to know so let me tell you one of the things for me that really was hard stepping back when we were in that process of elimination Mm -hmm. private adoption is very expensive Like we're talking like $50,000 or more. Oh my gosh. It's expensive. I did not know that. It's very expensive. And I'm like thinking you could take out a loan. Right. You could refinance your house. But I'm like, uh, and again, you don't want to put a value of life. You know, like you don't want to put a price on life. Right. right, Kind of a thing. Yeah. But I also do like, I can't put my family in a destitution situation. Right. You're like, I don't want to put my family in debt just to bring in a child (laughs) for it to possibly not work out the way you would hope. Because one of the things with private adoption you have to remember is you pay for all the mother's medical expenses. Oh, you do? Most of them. You pay for her housing. You, all these things. Mm -hmm. And then, again, the mom should always have the right Mm -hmm. to change her mind. Mm -hmm. I support that full-heartedly. Yeah. At the same time, it puts the families that have forked over all this money into a very different, difficult situation. Yeah. So if the mom decides, I want to keep the baby, do you get any no. money back? No. no. It's just, no. here's what I'm giving you to keep you alive and to keep you healthy. Wow. Yeah, that's one of those things you got to sit on and think on for a little bit. Like, you know, I think that for some, I've read some blogs where some people have spent like over $150,000 before they got a baby. Oh my gosh. So for those people that do that, I have so much appreciation for, and I think that if that is the path that led them to their child, I support it. Yeah. Like I'm not, you know, safe, but you're talking about money aspect. That is a rough, that's a rough one. Wow. So for fostering to adopt, mm-hmm. again, for us, it was not um, financially, you know, really truthfully, it was really just getting the things that we needed to have the home study pass. So, for example, buying a brand new crib, getting beds, yeah. um, 
furniture, you know, like, you know, things that you would kind of like what you do when you get ready to have your own child. Right. But don't they inspect your home as well yes. to make sure it's up to code or up to par for them? Like you yes. might think it's perfectly fine, but to them it could be, no, not that you can't have this. Well, and every home is different. It's more about making sure that home is safe. Yeah. So whatever you need to do to make that home safe, but you will have to buy like fire extinguishers and, and magnetic locks and yeah. that kind of stuff. So because truthfully, they need families. Like, they need foster care families. And yeah. so I know that they're they're not going to make you do a bunch of alterations, truthfully, mm-hmm. because they want to, you know, it's, your home is as good and, and probably a better situation for, they, for where they came from. True. Very and so true. they're going to always make that a possibility. Truthfully, yeah. I would be surprised if an agency would make it difficult for you, yeah. truthfully. So really, that was the upfront cost in that regard. And then, you know, also the training that we have to do, first aid certifications, you know, um, we, but as far as like, we did have to have our cars inspected and that was a little pricey, but again, it's not thousands and thousands of dollars. Is what yeah. I, mean. I think out of, out of all of it, it probably cost us five grand, truthfully, That's to not get too everything bad. ready to go. That's better than like 50 grand. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. And even then you could be a little frugal about it if right. you wanted to, but I'm just, you know, give it a roundabout number. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, once we go through the agency, Another thing to consider when you go through an agency is get an agency that's dual licensed, which means they'll give you a license for fostering mm-hmm. and a license for adoption because oh. there's two different licenses for that. So mm-hmm. that doesn't cost you anything. And then they oh, do everything good. else. Um, the other part, too, is the agency that you go through. I specified we wanted a placement that would most likely lead to adoption. Okay. And so when they're combing through all of the pages and things that, you know, social workers of the county put out for all these kids, they yeah. look for what would be the least likely for reunification process. Okay. So they can kind of go looking through the yes. different cases and be like, this seems like a good fit for this family versus yes. this other case. And does that cost any extra? No. Oh, that does not. So you can be a little bit, I don't want to say picky, but you can be a yes. little bit specific on what you're wanting. Yes. I mean, you don't want to go as far as like, I want blonde hair, blue eyed. Oh, like, no. You don't want to do that because that, that's too, that's too crazy. Yeah. And I don't imagine, I don't, I can't imagine anybody being that specific. There are it, people, but yes, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, well, you have to be very open to what a child's needs are and right. being okay with where that child is, wherever that is. Yeah. Gender, you know, you have to be okay with anything that comes with that, you right. know, ethnicity, culture, all of it. Yeah. Oh, so. there's a lot that goes into this. I'm sure. Yes. Wow. Yes. I am so glad that you were able to kind of talk about that a little bit. Cause I, I really didn't know my aunt, she, my aunt and uncle were foster. They fostered a little boy when I was younger and I remember seeing him and then they had to give him back. And I'm guessing it was because the biological family was able to take him, you know, take him back. But I remember how sad my aunt, my aunt and uncle were because they, they can't have children of their own. Yeah. And so they were able to foster. I don't, I was so young that I don't know if they were trying to adopt I don't, I never asked questions because I, I was just a little bit too young to even fully oh, comprehend. But yeah. I just remember one, one minute, you know, we saw him and then I don't know if it was months or I think it was just a few months later, he went back and I just remember that they were very sad about it and they haven't 
tried I don't think they've tried to foster or adopt since then well and you know I think a lot of people went through that you know when it, the early 2000s and even in the 90s in 2017 they actually reformed how they do foster care in California oh yes I'm guessing it's different in each state as well in the United States percent wow every state ha- okay so for example not every state in the United States is a closed adoption um, some states are open adoption. Even. Do you want to explain what closed and open are? Sure. And is closed the same as private? No. Okay. It's very so, different. so explain <laughs> between a closed adoption and open and then a private adoption. Okay. So a closed adoption, whenever you adopt through foster care, mostly because of safety concerns, mm-hmm. it's closed. Meaning that until that child is 18, they can't have access to the records oh. and vice versa. So the family can't have access to where the child the child is like oh, they wow. don't they don't get to know where we live right they don't get to have my personal phone number because of safety reasons uh-huh so you guys are doing a closed well this is where it gets tricky okay but yes okay uh, but i will say officially every single adoption that's done through foster care is closed okay so there's that aspect and then there's private which um private you, you're going to be hard pressed to find an agency now that will do an adoption that's closed, that's private. Mm-hmm. Most people want to, you know, even if it's for a little bit, they want to know like, hey, is the child that I gave you okay? Uh-huh. You know, I want to update. Right. And so there, But that's between the two parties to decide what's appropriate. So that's between the birth mother and the family to decide, hey, we're going to send you pictures yearly. Or oh, okay. maybe there's a close enough relationship where they come to birthday parties. Like okay. that's, that's up to the that's up to the two parties. That's kind of, I don't know if you've ever seen 16 and Pregnant, but there uh, is one of the girls got pregnant and she uh, gave up her baby. And she had, I think it was a similar situation where she was able to get pictures from the adopted family, yeah. like the parents, and they were allowed to see each other for birthdays. And I thought that was such a cool like situation so she knew like her daughter was going to a, a really good family but they still included her and she was the, the main reason was because she was 16 right yeah She's so young yeah and so I just thought that was so like that was such a good thing all around for everybody yeah. and so I had those type of situations I'm like okay that's so nice that the child gets to know where they came from but they know that they're still loved by their their birth mom but that birth mom just wasn't able to take care of them the way they deserved to be taken care of. And it wasn't because they weren't loved. Yes. And if anything, it was because they loved them enough to have them be adopted by somebody that could take care of them. And so ideally, that type of situation, I'm like, that's so good. And ideally, an adoption situation is that's what you want. Yeah. Realize, though, I'll say this, foster care is a little bit different of a process. Yeah. Because these parents they they don't quite have that always at the forefront of the kids interests right so, so an, an open adoption is is what is where there's the open contact yes. between the parties okay yes and then what was your i'm sorry it was the third one you wanted me to express i totally spaced oh i that. just asked if it was what the difference between closed, closed. private and open work. okay so that kind of sums it up yeah, yeah. okay so that's really, good to know so really truthfully you just always have to know you're gonna do what you're comfortable with right no matter what the situation is mm-hmm. and just be honest with yourself i feel like if you're honest and open and truthful about what you want out of this experience it will always end in a good situation so for us, I will tell you, we have had extended family reach out to us oh, for really? the boys. Yes. Oh. So even though it's a closed adoption situation legally because that's how California works, mm-hmm. um, 
the family has expressed that they're very happy with us adopting the boys. And oh, so that's wonderful. We're, we are happy to continue that relationship with them. Yeah. Now, when it comes to like setting boundaries, like how we're going to move forward with this, right. most of them are out of the state. So what do, how do we navigate that? Yeah. We're still kind of filling it out. I'm sure. Cause this is still pretty new. I'm, yes. I'm assuming we've had the boys for about eight months. Yeah. So and this so, is still pretty new. I well, actually know it's been, about no eight nine months almost ten maybe sorry I misspoke but yeah I mean it's less than a year yeah and you have to know like I just want to also point this out for people who are thinking about fostering like less than a year I've had five different social workers come mm-hmm. in and out of my home wow we've had to go to many many doctors appointments yeah. we've had to fight to be able to vaccinate the boys there's just it's a process so yeah. it's a long one just prepare yourself for that and i'm sure yeah. trying to do all this as well during a pandemic was probably even <laughs> harder right I'm, I'm like i don't even know how to answer that i mean like, <laughs> i because you have i'm sure yeah. you have to wear ma- you had to wear masks <laughs> and then you had to like yes I mean, that, I'm sure that played a whole different part into this. Our experience is in 2020 of becoming foster parents was probably like none other. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. So people, if you want to adopt, try not to do it during a pandemic. That's just... I would highly recommend that. Yes. Because <laughs> I imagine that was a little bit more difficult as well, well. And it's kind of funny, but like it took a pandemic for us to finally get everything going, I joke about. But like... In a beautiful way, it really secluded our family so we oh. could create this really nice bond. Yeah. Because we weren't forced to, and forced is a wrong word, but we were obligated to do all these things outside the home. Right. So we really created this clo- close-knit relationship with our boys. That's great because you were you had to be at home, right? Yes. So you're like, well, let, you need to kind of, this. we're going to figure out how our home life's going to be yeah. before you even go out into public. And I feel like that's actually smart thing to do is just kind of feel it out at home and yes. get a routine going and then once they're comfortable more comfortable going out in public then you can so that I mean that worked <laughs> out for you guys I mean I don't know I don't know if I would wish all the other right the stresses that right. come with that but you know on other people but <laughs> yeah um well I'm so glad that you came to talk to me about adoption because I didn't know hardly anything about it. And I'm hoping that this episode of the podcast will help others in deciding whether it's right for them or not. Yes. Because I'm sure there are people that are thinking, yeah, I'd love to, but then they hear all the things that it really, you know, that really goes into it and they can probably make a better decision as to if it's for them or not. I'll say this last thing, you know, even though it is difficult, I would do it again a thousand more times if I could always know that we were going to get the boys we're going to get. And it is a gamble. You, You do struggle with that, but it is worth it. It is so worth it. And these kids just want to be loved. Right. I think that's the misconception is that you're going to get a child that's damaged, bruised, or broken. And yes, but that doesn't mean that they don't want the love. That's all kids want. And sometimes they don't know how to express it. And that's where you come in. I'm sure to teach them like, Hey, I'm here to love you. You might not have gotten that where you were, but we're going to change that. And we're going to change how you, how you think and feel about love basically. Yeah. Because you know, you have to realize that this uh, situation is um, with fostering. It, there's trauma that's involved. Yeah, and it's a trauma that can be overcome. Though I really believe that if you are willing and able, and you know, you also have to recognize your love is not enough. Uh-huh. You have to use the resources available to you. But I can promise you, it's successful. 
So if you're wanting or thinking about it, I definitely, like, I encourage 100%. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Angela, for coming and talking with me about this. Yeah. And I hope that our listeners got something out of it. And um, I just wanted to tell all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening to this. And if you want to comment on our um, Instagram, go to, go ahead and go to the Instagram at Motor Mountain Mamas. Um, and then if you also would like to DM or, um, or even email us, you can go to motormouthandmama at gmail.com. And we would just like to hear if you are wanting to adopt, um, if you are adopted, if you know somebody that's gone through that, go ahead and just leave a comment on our, on our Instagram and we'd love to hear all that you have to say. We will keep motor mouth in and we will talk to you guys or listen or you guys can listen and we'll talk later. All right. Bye.